It's like Cisco with the oh, mohawk right now. Look at the hair. <laughs> for NBC Sports Bet. Both forms of football, of course, and golf as well. Yes. Also, the What's the Spread We're kind of like uh, the black Guy Fieri. I love Guy Fieri. Last time we had you on, you did not have this. I think I had a, a ponytail last time we were on, so you couldn't yeah. quite see it. So I've had the blonde now for about about two weeks. I was actually looking to the left at my phone because right before we went on, the Tom Brady liked my Instagram video, which is like crazy. I had to like double check to make sure it was the Tom Brady. Like it's the go. Tom Brady with the check mark. So I'm kind of <laughs> wow. like freaking out a little. And bit. not the Twitter blue check mark. The actual yeah, verified. like the real yeah. Tom Brady. Like that's where <laughs> still. It still what actually the, matters. What yeah. was the tweet? What did he like? It was, what was uh, the Instagram? He liked uh, my golf video for uh, Arnold Palmer, which is crazy. It's like blowing my mind. Did you ask him if he's going to come out of retirement? That would be great breaking news <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I need to be like, hey, actually, I need to be like, Tom, listen, anything, any moves you're going to make, let me know first. I won't break them. I just want to get rich. I, listen, I think it's perfect. Yeah, just figure out ahead of time and then put all your money on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl because that would be the perfect yep. spot for them. All right, want to get to some Premier League with you as well. Uh, and for people like me that are more laymans when it comes to the Premier League, I'm going to learn from you. But I do want to get to the NFL and the draft. And, you know, that last time you were on, we talked a little bit about the potential for the number one overall pick. Now, we know there's yep. certainly a lot of chaos, a lot of potential for trades. I think it makes the most sense for the Bears to trade out of that. I would trade multiple times. But one of the names that they were obviously interested in and probably still are is Jalen Carter. And, of course, we have now coming out today uh, charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with a crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff member. These things are are tough. It's a legal process yeah. that a player has to go through, and you're not a legal analyst in either way, so we, so we don't have to necessarily get into obviously. The reality of it is it's something that does hang over his head. He gave a statement today at the Combine. He's going to leave the Combine. Does this, if any... I don't even want to say draft stock, but maybe make it a little more of a stay away in terms of where he could land in the draft at this moment. If you're looking to bet on, say, draft positioning, just given all the uh, maybe, I guess you could say, confusion and stuff that's up in the air with him right now. Yeah, I kind of liked him to be the second defensive player taken prior to the news. Now it just all but solidifies uh, Will Anderson probably going to have the highest handle, probably have about an 80 percent chance of being the number one defensive player taken I think he'll still go in the first round the NFL is quick to turn a blind eye to you know any type of legalities that's not going to actually give the player uh, any type of jail sentence or prison time and I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong I'm just saying that has been the precedent that's been set like we've seen uh, Joe Mixon we've seen Tyreek Hill we've seen guys although none of them have been resulted in a death we've seen guys have their legal issues and their legal battles still get drafted higher than expected uh, just because the NFL, you know, they believe in rehabilitation. And at the end of the day, these guys, their livelihoods depend on putting out a winning uh, product. And, you know, sometimes you got to take those risks. Sometimes you got to deal with the backlash to, to kind of put that winning product out in the field. I'm curious. I'm seeing that uh, Bryce Young skips the combine. And there are now people saying, Brad, that this could hurt his draft stock, which I, I kind of think is a lot of, you know, pre-draft nonsense like we always get. <laughs> what reason would he have for not doing any throwing drills there and going through that process? And do you think there's any validity to that comment that his draft stock might fall because of it? No, I don't think there's any validity to his draft stock falling. Honestly, what reason does he have to do anything at the combine? We know he's not going to put up a ton of weight on the bench press. We know he's not going to run blazing speeds in the 40. He's a good quarterback. I think he'll throw plenty at the pro day where it's going to be everything designed for what he wants and it's going to elevate his 
his draft stock or his his game shows the the good parts of his game. Like when you have the chance to be the number one overall pick, we this is not you know foreign. We've seen plenty of guys who are, who are that you know consistent number one overall pick not perform at the combine. He doesn't have anything to prove in my eyes. Most of it has to do with height and measurements. So I, I, I'm not surprised at all that he's not competing in the hand size. Hand size always yeah, matters. Come on now. I mean, it just means big <laughs> yeah. gloves. That's all. They're small gloves or big gloves. It doesn't matter. That's all that it is. Will Levis is interesting. Uh, you got size. I'm assuming big hands, Trista. I don't Probably. know. They haven't measured him. I'm assuming gotta be. big gotta hands. Be. <laughs> big arm. Smart kid. Uh, played behind a weak offensive line at Kentucky. Lost some talent there. It wasn't really the most talented team that he was there with. There are a lot of scouts within the NFL that like the physical traits, the assets that are already there. Could he be somebody that rises and maybe gets drafted higher than expected? What do you think a, a decent range for him is right now? Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. I would imagine he's going to go in the top five, and that's kind of feels like a cop out for me to say. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in the top three. You know, I'm going to go back to the point I just said, where guys are, are are fighting for their jobs and their livelihoods. If Will Levis turns out to be a bust or or, or just you're an average backup quarterback, it's okay. You know, if you take a chance on him. But if you pass up on Will Levis and he turns out to be a generational talent, a quarterback that, you know, turns into a Josh Allen type, then you are going to lose your job because they're going to remember the guy that you passed up on. Every time we look at these draft boards and we do the redrafting a class, we talk about the players that teams have passed up on. You don't want to be the team that passed up on a guy who had all the physical tools. It was just maybe some of the timing issues, maybe uh, some of the turnover-worthy balls he's thrown, things that you can kind of correct. Like, you can't teach size, you can't teach physicality, and you can't teach athleticism. So people are tabbing Brad, this uh, Israel Abanaconda kid out of Pittsburgh, as the steel black kind of being tabbed as maybe one of those like Kenneth Walker types in terms of the type of speed that he has. He's a New York State champion sprinter. Uh, he holds a season, uh, single season rushing record at Pitt for many yards. Like, where do you see him as an NFL back, if you have any thoughts on him at all? In terms of the draft, I, I couldn't imagine he's going to go before the third round. Uh, we just have to talk about the position as itself. But as a guy who could you know, go later in the draft. And I consider later because most of the guys we talk about in this pre-draft coverage are guys who go in the first or second rounds as right. a guy who could, you know, change an organization because he has that world-class speed. I'm trying to think of guy off the top of my head that I would kind of compare him to. I don't have one, but we just think about these guys on these rosters, right? These NFL rosters who kind of go, I don't know, unnoticed. They go, they get drafted. No one really talks about them for like a year or two. And then all of a sudden, they get the ball in their hands and they ball out. And I actually, I have a good comparison of a situation like that, and that's Philip Lindsay. I wish his career trajectory would kind of went better. But in his first year um, in Denver, he was like kind of that guy that not, no one really know, noticed out of Colorado. And, and I think that's the same thing that's going to kind of happen with Israel, where if he gets a chance, he will be explosive. It's the time of year where stuff is up in the air for the draft and everybody lies, and I love it. Because I, I love I love lying oh, season yeah. and I love the chaos. Give me the chaos. Talking to Brad Thomas, <laughs> all right, from one football to another. First, your thoughts today, Arsenal, Everton, Liverpool game as well. Uh, just kind of give us your, your overall thoughts on what we saw today. Yeah, uh, Arsenal, they did what they had to do. I was on Arsenal in a couple of parlays, and I should have just taken a minus one. You know, they lost that match to Everton in the reverse fixture that they probably shouldn't have lost. But once again, they continue to be the dominant side. Everton, uh, you know, have a massive talent gap. So anytime they have to travel, uh, the, the game was played at Emirates, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, Liverpool, they didn't impress me. I, I did, 
uh, end up live betting Liverpool first team to score and over one and a half goals. Luckily, Liverpool scored first and scored both of those goals. I just think that Liverpool have a lot of issues in the midfield, and it's kind of ties into what I bet that I like for this weekend. With all those issues in the midfield, the inability to sustain control like they used to, like the Liverpools of old, I think that teams that have you know great attacking prowess or, or great midfielders are going to give them a lot of issues. What team, Brad, outside of the top six, do you think has the the best chance of crashing the party? You've got a team like Brentford, for example, who's in ninth, but is the only undefeated team in the EPL in the last five. Like, do you like their chances of moving up, or is there someone you like more? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, because Brentford, you know, we have to see what happens with, with, with Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony just got uh, just pled guilty to over 200 counts of basically illegally gambling on, on, on different. I don't even know what he gambled on soccer matches. Like so, he is their star. He is probably one of the brightest lights of the Premier League uh, this season because he got uh, kind of snubbed for that England team. I'd probably say the team that I want to you know highlight uh, in the top six range that can kind of find their way to fourth. Um, you know, play play for Europe. It's got to be Brentford, right? Like Matoma's playing out of his mind. Uh, Desirbi is is an interesting, uh, you know, interesting example to look at, right? Desirbi was coaching at Sassuolo, and he plays an entertaining brand of football. It, it was great, right? And then he takes over for Graham Potter at Brighton, and then they sold everyone. They're never buyers. But what shows you is they have a good U21 system. They have a good system in place where they can bring in a brilliant football name like Desirbi, and he can make that team that motor run. And what's kind of funny about the whole Desirbi thing is he's doing better than Chelsea right now, and they're talking about bringing him in to manage Chelsea should they fire Graham Potter. Like, talk about falling upwards. Like, he got the job at, at, at Sassuolo, then he got the job at Brighton, proved himself. Now he's talking about one of the biggest names in the Premier League, and I do think he has the tactics and the coaching style to kind of bring Chelsea back to their glory days. All right. Give me something you like this weekend. What should we tell you on? Yeah, I'm going to talk about this because this is going to be the craziest bet I'm taking this weekend. Uh, Manchester United traveling to Anfield, and I'm taking United draw no bet. It's plus money. It's hard to win in Anfield. That's what makes this bet crazy, right? But I think that Liverpool would be satisfied with getting a draw here, right? And anytime the home team is satisfied with getting a draw, puts a little bit more pressure on them. What we've seen out of Eric Ten Hag's team, this United side is really, really talented. And it's not the fact that they have all these world-class players. It's Ten Hag's tactics, his training sessions, the mentality they bring into matches. It really makes them dangerous, right? Marcus Rashford playing really good. The addition of Casemiro has been great. Like, we just want to talk about so many guys on this team who I think if they were under any other manager – you know, we wouldn't be highlighting him as much as we are, but I'm getting plus money on it. If it ends in a draw, I get my money back. But I really do think United are on a great trajectory. And after watching Liverpool's midfield struggle again, and their back line is kind of like aging out, I, I was excited to lock this bet in. It was one of those I was on the fence about just because of how difficult it is to win at Anfield. But another, you know, midweek fixture, then they have to play on the weekend. Yeah, I like United. You think there's any value anymore in betting any EPL futures because you got Man City at minus 120, Arsenal plus 110. Like it, it kind of feels like if you haven't gotten in, there's kind of no time to. Um, I don't know. Uh, so for our NBC Sports Soccer Pub, we brought on Tim Howard, um, you know, most capped goalie for the United States. I think there's a ton of value, and if you want to bet Arsenal. 
Arsenal's plus money to win the league. They had their game in hand. They won their game in hand. Now they're sitting a few points clear. And what we see out of City is they struggled against quality opponents. Arsenal have a pretty easy road ahead. And so I think there's value in betting them. Brad, great stuff. Love it. I see you've got Grogu behind you. Baby Yoda, I know you're excited about yes. that. Yes. So am I. I am.